If you like shopping on Amazon, make sure to bookmark our associate link, nop.ink slash Amazon. Your support means so much, and a little bit goes a long way. Again, our link is nop.ink slash Amazon. Bookmark it today. Jay here with another episode of No Pink Spandex, and I am joined by my co-host Jeremy and Brandon. How you doing, hello, guys? Hello, hello. Hey. All right. You, you know, we are here today because um, did any news happen? I'm just just curious. Like, you know, oh, it's after Power Rangers not. Day. Any news dropped? Any uh, announcements? Anything? Literally nothing. Well, no, we did have one one announcement. I mean, a My Little Pony? Is that what we're talking about? No, no, not My Little Pony, but Beast Morphers <laughs> is supposed to be coming back. Beast Morphers yeah. is coming back to the United States. Yes. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank oh, you, oh Jesus. God, even best. though, even though, like, technically, like, we've already seen it and stuff like that, but it's coming Bye. back to the United States. <laughs> and we have a very special guest for you today. This woman, okay? Let me tell you about this woman, okay? Let me let me just say that there aren't many people that come across the screen and just bring a smile to your face, right? And so I am just pleased and humbled to have Christina Ho, Betty from Power Rangers Beast Morphers. How you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. Like, I'm about to cry right now. You're so nice. <laughs> like, what the heck? Um, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Just trying to do the best I can right now. I know everyone's just trying their best right now. Just trying to keep positive and take it day by day. So, so I'm just got to be here with you guys right now. Well, that's amazing. And Aww. and honestly, like, I look. I know, like, anybody be like, don't be putting on. But, I mean, I, it's true. Like, I remember the first time I saw the, the premiere and it and then seeing you with Cosme. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. And it's seeing safe. you two together, I'm just like, somebody is smaller than me. Yes! Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> okay, how tall are you? <laughs> I am 5'3". Oh, my God, stop! Yeah, I'm definitely a little shorter. I, um... I here's the thing. I'm actually for ten point eight, but I I did in my auditions for Power Rangers. I did tell them that I was five feet. So uh, listen, uh, it, it counts. It's fine wow. with shoes. It's fine. You I've know? never heard a point eight before. That's <laughs> I know. I should just round up and say you know four eleven. Four eleven. But, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like with shoes, you five one. With really tall shoes, you five three. So it's cool. It's cool. You get it. You get it. But you get I, it. I could relate. So quickly, I'm just like, oh wow, they do hire smaller people. This is great! Yay! <laughs> I so, have represent for sure. Oh gosh! So I guess my first question for you is, why acting? Why? What made you decide to become an actress? I mean, when I was little, I always um, liked watching movies and especially funny ones, and I would just laugh and laugh and laugh, and I would think afterwards like you know what like 
I want to make people laugh too because you know if you're in a crappy mood but you watch a good movie all of a sudden you just feel so much better and you're not in that same space that you were before you know or if you're feeling down and you watch a movie and you just feel inspired and you feel motivated and you feel like you have hope like I wanted to be that and so um I think after after high school I grew up in Marin I went straight to New York and was like I'm gonna do some theater um, and then after doing that for a year, I mean, New York was great. I mean, I commend you for living there, but that was freaking hard. We had Hurricane Sandy. I was like, you were here how? during Hurricane. No. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yes. I was like, how do you guys do this? Literally almost every year. I was no, like, no. this is crazy. Okay. Okay. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> Cause first of all, anytime somebody says that they live in New York, you know, I always gotta, you know, get out my axe a little harder. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. You, like, we normally don't have hurricanes like that at all. Like, you you know, you'll you'll have, like, a, maybe, like, a tornado once in a blue and, you know, some strong winds. But Hurricane Sandy was on a different level. Like, it was that, literally that, on a different level that we had, hadn't seen in ages. So, you came right in time i don't know i guess so i it was meant to be you know that first year there i was like i i just had a new respect for you guys like we us californians we have it so easy you know and just being over there i was like i respect you for it but i don't think i could do this you know um but after being there for a year i I made some amazing theater friends and i it was just crazy i woke up one day um and i just looked at my roommate i was like megan I think I have to be in LA. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I have this feeling. I just got to go there. And she was like, okay, well maybe you should slow down. I was like, no, 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 I got to go. So the next year I went to LA. Um, and then I was doing college there too, you know, working at Starbucks, waiting some tables. Um, and then I just booked a national Starbucks commercial and became the Starbucks girl for like a year, you know, um, I was like, if you like went on like Starbucks.com, like you'd see my face. It was like really crazy. Um, and then after that, I was like, you know what? Like, it seems like the ball's just rolling. So let me just get a manager. Let me get an agent. And then, you know, three years later, uh, Power Rangers came and then the rest is history. <laughs> so let me, let me go back a little second. Okay. So you, uh, wanting to do theater, um, what was your first like theater role like just oh it doesn't God. have to be like professional or anything but what was your first it role? was in high school I actually I kind of I applied I didn't, I didn't apply I got into the drama extracurricular um activity like on accident because I was with my high school counselor and she's like well you can either do drawing or you can do drama and I was like I guess I'll try drama um, and then, you know, I, uh, my first class, my teacher was like, Hey, I really want you to try out for the, the school musical. And I was like, okay, sure. I have had no experience. Um, but, uh, I auditioned for it. It was for your good man, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned for the role Snoopy and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, got it. And I got to dance like Michael Jackson and sing about food, which is basically me. Um, and, uh, it was, that was my first role ever. <laughs> You now, now on the scale of one to a billion, right? Like your your singing capabilities, okay? Like I mean, are you are you are you on the billion, right? Or are no, no. you at the? <laughs> when there's like Beyonce's out there, I can't even. I'm not gonna even put a number on it because I'm like a two compared to her, you know. Um, well, not a two. <laughs> I, 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 I would 
would say that I definitely can sing, but I'm ne nowhere near a Beyonce or anything like that. But I, I definitely enjoy it. That's for sure. It's more of a hobby of mine. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, I know Brandon has a question for you. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. So let me go ahead and bring it up because oh my god. Oh yeah, we prepared. Right. <laughs> we got notes. We prepared. We got we, we prepared yeah, for you. That's right. Like, look, look at the, like the bullet points. <laughs> bullet points, you know. <laughs> did you audition for Ranger or did you specifically go out for like the the comedic okay. character? So I auditioned for the Yellow Ranger. Um, I remember I was like actually walking uh, in my neighborhood and. Um, I remember feeling kind of down. I was like, damn, it's kind of been a while since I've had an audition, you know? And then right as I thought that, my manager texts me and she's like, hey, I have an audition for you. I was like, oh my God, like I was just thinking about it, blah, blah. Um, I looked at the breakdown. It's like, it's for Power Rangers. It's for a Ranger role. But then in the description, it says looking for people who are like five, six and above. And I was like, to my, I was like, to my manager, I was like, girl, I'm definitely nowhere near five, six. So should I even go in? And she was like, definitely go in anyways. You, even though they say that's what they're looking for, you never really know what they're looking for. Um, so I go in there and uh, uh, Iris, the casting director, she's so nice. And she was like, hey, so like, you know, how tall are you? And I was like, I'm five feet, but I can definitely kick some ass. And uh, they like laughed and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then, and then I did the scene, but I think I did it in like a quirky way. So after that, they were like, I think she's probably going to do better at the comedic role so I got called back for the comedic role after that and how many times did you have to go for callbacks oh my god oh crap I think like maybe four maybe four or five something crazy like that the last the last day of callbacks I think I was there for like four hours maybe or five and I had at that point um it was so crazy because even that day like they're, like, you could see everybody, and they still had, didn't know what they wanted. You know, like, I saw a bunch of different girls, girls who are tall, you know, girls who are Latina, girls who are white. And I was like, okay, they still don't know what, who, what they want. Um, and, uh, you know, as, like, the hours went by, you know, less and less people were in the room. And then by the – close to the end of the day, it was just – I was the only girl left. And um, then I was reading with a bunch of guys. And so I read with Cosme. I read with um, Michael – um, who would have played my brother because obviously he's Asian. But then after reading for a bunch of guys, with a bunch of guys, I remember um, I remember Chip asking me, he was like, hey, so, you know, after reading with all the guys, like, who did you like reading with the best? And I was like, Chip, I know that Cosme is Mexican, but, like, I feel like he's actually my brother. So <laughs> I have to say Cosme. And he was – and everyone, like, kind of, like, looked at each other, you know, like, back and forth. And they were like, okay, well, um, thank you. And by that time, I had been an hour late to my catering work. So I rushed out of there, got into my car. I put on my black catering pants, my, my, my black tie, and I went to my catering job. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I was running late. Um – I had a audition for something, but I'm here now. And then, so it's just, I'll never forget that day. It was a long day, but a really great day. Oh, wow. And you said you, yeah. you read with, um, with Michael, uh, Michael, Michael he, he was, um, he, he was actually the first guy that I read with, like for the first callback. And I really liked him. Um, and he also was like, 
I I think when they were trying to pair like brother and sister, they were obviously trying to pair by ethnicity, you know. So he was like the only Asian, and there's another guy named Kevin. He was like the only white dude, and there was Cosme, who was like obviously the Mexican dude. And then um, I was just like, okay, I guess I have to pick my brother, who could be any race, which is amazing. That I love that they just didn't even care about that, you know. Um, so I was like, uh, Cosme, we're definitely brother and sister. So. Um, a month after that, Chip called me and he was like, Hey, so, uh, you and Cosme are going to be it. And that was that. Did you have a feeling in your gut? Like at some point in there, he's like, yo, yeah, all right. I got this. Like, um, here's the thing. I, it's just so tricky with this job because you could have the best audition ever and you could really feel like, oh yeah, like I definitely booked that. Mm -hmm. You just, you go home and you just never hear back. So I did have that feeling and I told my manager that I feel like it could have, it just went the best it possibly could. And I love Chip. I loved meeting everybody. And I just felt like it was just, it just felt so right, you know, and I really felt like I was in my element, but I knew to not get attached because sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't go your way and, and you just have to deal with it. But I, I was definitely, we had to wait a whole month after the last audition to find out whether we got it or not. So that was kind of like torture. Um, and like going back and forth, like, I know I did a good job, but like, and I know it felt right, but I still could not get it. So uh, don't get attached. So it was definitely rough. So when I got the call, it was, <laughs> I was for sure relieved. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> you were ever picked. I don't, I mean, I didn't see any of the other, you know, contenders or whatever, but yeah. we like you. Uh, <laughs> In terms of, and then in terms of preparing yourself to go to New Zealand, right? Now, first of all, like, now, were you at Paramorphicon when the cast was announced? Were you there in incognito? Here's the thing. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Well, actually, it doesn't matter anymore because, I mean, it's not happening anymore because of COVID. Um, we were actually kind of, like, in this one room, and we that was the first time we met the whole cast, you know? Um, but after that, I couldn't stay because I had some family commitments, so I had to leave. But some people were there um, because it was the first time when they were like, hey, you're all working together, get to know each other. Um, and they even said, they're like, you can't add each other on Instagram just yet. You have to wait for that. So we couldn't even add each other on Instagram that day. We had to wait until I think we were actually New Zealand until we um, until they actually announced. And then we were able to actually be friends with each other on Instagram. Yo, this is a new age where like they're wow. like, okay, no, you can social media, you cannot follow each other, yes. please, because we we never really had that issue before, like you know what I mean. So we actually had to leave the room one by one, like we couldn't all leave together, which was crazy. But I understand why they were being so um, careful with it because things like that get out all the time. So, well, let's talk about when you went down to New Zealand and preparing for the show. I know that. I know that uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah has a question for you. Okay. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking. I was looking. I was trying to find. I was trying to find Starbucks ads. Stop! <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my god! Don't look for it. Oh, I'm gonna keep looking. I'm gonna keep looking. Stop! Oh my god, those days. Oh, it was like oh, I think it was like 19 when that happened, and like. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, no, I guess, I guess my question would be kind of, it kind of goes back to today now and it's uh, 
Like, what sort of challenges did you face, you know, transitioning to moving down to New Zealand to film for? And what sort of challenges do you think a new cast would be facing now, especially given the, given the current, you know, global climate? I know. I was thinking about, like, we were actually talking about that with, um, I was talking with Abraham, and it was like, I wonder how they're going to do it, you know? Um, but uh, it was definitely, when we found out that we were booked, we had a month to get everything together. So I had to pack everything. Um, I had to give up my apartment, you know, um, put things in storage. And then I had to say goodbye. Um, and it was just difficult because you, you're you kind of leaving home for – it's like I, I went to college, so I know what leaving home feels like. But you're, you're like leaving the country. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. just leaving the country for almost a year. Um, and it was – it was definitely difficult not being able to go home or anything like that. And, and I think when you're working 14 hours a day, like almost like five days a week, it's, it gets to be tough because you're not, you forget to take care of yourself for sure. You know, like, am I sleeping enough? And, and obviously sometimes like, well, Abraham and I were roommates and uh, Liana was there too. And I, there's sometimes when we just got along so well that Abraham and I would be in my room talking until like 12 a.m. And we're like, oh my God, we have to be on set in literally five hours. Like, what are we doing? Oh. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was, it was definitely fun in those ways, being with the cast and just creating a family together and going through, you know, missing home and being there for each other. Um, but it was, I will, it was, I don't think I'll ever experience anything like that ever again to be honest. Okay, see, now I'm nosy. All right, so, like, who were the rooming situations, all right? So it was you, Abraham, you said Liana. Abraham Liana. We actually figured that out during the first time we met each other. So when everyone first met each other, you know, in that um, uh, hotel room, everyone was like, okay, like, who's rooming with who, you know? Um, so it was Colby and Jackie that roomed together, uh, Rory and Jazz, and then it was uh, me, Abraham, and Liana. And then Cosme got his own place because he didn't, he wasn't able to make it to the original meetup the first time because he was in Texas with his family. So when he got to New Zealand, he was like, wait, everyone has roommates? Like, what am I going to do? So he actually got his own place, but his place was really nice. So it worked out for him for sure. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, so like, I guess when you first got on set, right, what was the first day on set like? The first was, do you mean like the week that we're preparing, like getting like our makeup? Yeah, tag? yeah. You know what? Start there. Yes. Because we want to know okay. all the things. Yes. Taj, he's literally amazing. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever see him or talk to him ever again, but like, and it's, that's one of the hard things too about working overseas. It's like you literally create a family and then you have to say goodbye and you're like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again, but I love you and have a good life. You know, but Taj, one of our drivers, picked us up and brought us to set. And, um, you know, we get there and you walk into, you know, the costume room and they have all of our headshots on the walls. And we're like, oh my God, like, those are our faces. And um, they start measuring you and stuff. And then they show you drawings like, oh, these are, this is what we're thinking for your costume. Um, and it's so crazy to see like their drawings and then see it actually come to life. Um, and then we had makeup tests, you know, for them to like put makeup on us and see if it looks okay on camera. Um, and, you know, and then they told me to, they're like, hey, just so you know, like Betty, you know, she's not going to really be a glam person because you're going to get like a bunch of goop on you and you're going to get like electrocuted a lot of the time and get thrown into bushes and stuff. So uh, 
just prepared to not look pretty at all, you know, and I was like, all right, just do whatever you gotta do. So um, a lot of days for makeup, they'd put like a wig on me and the hair would be like electrified and like just fried. Um, and other days, you know, if we got like a goop thrown on us, uh, we would it would do we would do it, but then we'd have to run to makeup and they would have to like shower us and then redo our makeup and then we'd have to like go back on set and do like another take and then maybe get goop on us again. Um, so it was really it was really crazy, really intense. Um, but that was kind of like you know it was it, I'm trying to like put everything into a nutshell because there's so much. Um, but uh, that's basically what happened the first week, um, and then we went into set and filming it was I was definitely nervous the first day of actual filming you know um when there's like 30 people looking at you and uh you know I think Simon was yeah Simon was our first director and he's amazing I loved how Simon Bennett you mean yes I oh god I love him and I miss him so much um with him I really felt seen as an artist it was always a collaborative effort, you know, kind of like a, okay, like, w like, where do you see your character? Okay, cool, cool, cool. This is where I see her. Okay, awesome. Like, let's try it this way. Let's try it this way. It was, I loved, it, I really felt like I was playing whenever he was directing. Um, and he was our first director on the first day. And um, I remember like, you know, like they would call action and my heart would be pounding. And I'm like, okay, remember your lines, you know, like there's 30 people waiting on you. <laughs> so you got to really get it going, you know? Um, but, uh, it, every day that we filmed, it got easier and easier for sure. So I, I, I can't imagine having to deal with the regoopification, if you will, uh, <laughs> of having to, there was, we got gooped all the time. Like it was, and they like would make it out of like, I don't know, like gel, like gelatin or something like that. So it was edible actually, you know, it wouldn't <laughs> taste good, but if I did eat it, I wouldn't die, which was good. Um, but there were so many times where we got gooped and it got to the point where like by the end of, you know, the nine months, whenever they had to goop us, was just, right, let's do it, you know? Um, but I, I definitely would love to have a role next time where I would be a little more clean per se. So, um, <laughs> yes. yeah, for sure. Um, so out of the many hijinks that Betty and Ben had, right? Uh, yes. What was your favorite hijink and what was your least favorite? Oh God, there's so many of them. One of my favorites happens in season two and it hasn't come out in the US yet. So I can't say it, even though I know the whole world literally has seen it. <laughs> at this point, like I'm like, wait, these fans are attacking me. I'm like, wait, this is out in Germany right now? I was like, oh my God, like basically season two is done, but in the US it's not done yet. But I, I feel like all the fans have already seen everything, which is kind of amazing. Um, but I guess my least favorite... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Was there any part where... To... Go ahead. Oh, actually, it wasn't my least favorite. It was just the hardest. Um, it was a time when Cosby and I were, like, in that big green cake, and we popped out at the end. We are like, surprise! Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yep. 
Yeah, we was it was just so like we, well, one we have our suits, you know, um, and two there was like no AC because the AC like creates sound and like that would mess up the sound for production, and we were inside the cake and it was like so cramped in there and Cosmates like kind of like squatting weirdly and I'm kind of like on my knees a little bit and we're just like cramped and kind of like intertwined with each other and it's so hot and Cosmates legs are like shaking because he's like squatting and it's just like we can't really hear when they're yelling action either because like we're like inside the cake and we had to do that take so many times and it was so hard because it was just hot we couldn't hear we couldn't breathe you know um it was it was very very difficult but i wouldn't say it was i mean it was really cute on camera i after watching it i was like oh it actually looked really cute but <laughs> during filming it was it was definitely difficult so yeah i couldn't imagine having to be one of the people who have to be the monsters right and having to like oh my literally i can't like i i want to cry for them i'm like how are you in this suit it's like 80 degrees outside and you're literally fighting you know like i don't even i don't even know how they do it i don't know i would i'd probably just self-combust to be honest so <laughs> oh gosh so uh in terms of betty herself okay yeah um i know that brandon has another question for you i do i do um, was Betty ever to become a ranger? Because I know that there was a part where she did get powers on, on, on like, the mid-season finale. She got a little stretchy powers or whatever. Was yeah. there ever, like, a plan to make her a ranger? Or was that just kind of, like, the just hijink and just call it a day? I'm trying to think, like, I mean, the season, I mean, the whole world has really seen until, like, the end of season two. But, like, it hasn't come out in the U.S. yet, so I don't even know if I can say yes or no. You know what I mean? Because either way, it's kind of like a spoiler. Um, so I'm just going to say you'll have to watch and see. Yes, the people in the United States of America who do not have access to the Internet will have to watch it on their televisions when it comes <laughs> back on September yes. 19th, Saturday on Nickelodeon, yes. 8 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Thank there we go. You, thank you, thank you. See, I'm trying to save you. I am. I am. We, we, we want you to keep your coins. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing. For me, I'm a pretty open person, so doing interviews like this is really hard for me because I'm like, wait, can I say that? You know, like with the whole swearing stuff. I'm like, I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Can I say this? Yes or no? So I'm just gonna be safe and be like, you know what? You'll just have to watch and see. There we go. Right. Yes, we yeah. want. Christina to stay employed. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my contract is ending pretty soon, but uh, technically, yes, I'm still employed. Yes, yes. Very important. Very important. <laughs> okay. So, I guess for me, I, I know that there were instances where, where Bed, Ben and Betty were integral to the plot. Okay? And then there were instances where you weren't <laughs> weren't um, so was there any up to the point where it's shown in the u.s was there anything that you wished that they would have touched upon in terms of your character here's the thing like I love the writers and I love that they tried. I feel like for 
us being comedic duos, I feel like we are a lot more grounded than most comedic duos that have come in Power Rangers. Um, and I know they have to kind of stick true to like, you know, like it's for the kids and stuff like that. But I, I did love, I loved when we were able to actually help out the Rangers. I loved that because I felt like, and that's what, at the end of the day, that's literally what Ben and Betty want. You right. know, they want to help out the Rangers. Like, they don't want to cause more problems. They don't want to, you know, fail and, you know, cause more drama and chaos. They they, they legit just want to be a part of the team and, 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 and save save everybody. And I loved how at the end of season one, they really helped out a lot and they got medals for it, you know. Um, but at the end of season two, um, other good stuff happens. I can't say what. <laughs> But, you know, there. I feel like in the middle of the seasons when Ben and Betty are there, like, just doing Ben and Betty stuff and causing chaos, I feel like it's kind of like the writer is just trying to stay true to what the comedic duo does. But I do feel like they – I did feel like they tried to make Ben and Betty more of a, of a you know, integral to the team. Um, I do wish that they kind of would have gone into our family history a lot more. Like, so why is my brother Mexican and why am I getting <laughs> – Mm-hmm. <laughs> our dad's white he's mexican i'm vietnamese where's our mom you know like yes girl, your mom? yes Where is she? <laughs> I, I, I wish they could have got into that more but you know because me and i we kind of just had to create our own thing and been like you know what? Our dad was clearly in the military. He's been around a lot, you know. <laughs> oh my god! You know, and and that's how you get a a Mexican kid and and a Vietnamese kid. So I mean, that's what you we came up with. Put multiple moms. Ain't nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? He loved the women. There you go. Love there you go. Love the women for sure. So there are so many characters in Power Rangers where that is the pertinent question. Where's the mom? So what many. <laughs> a lot of the papas was rolling stones. But to Beast Morpher's credit, like we have seen more moms and more matriarchal figures in Beast Morphers alone than like the past how many years? So that's true. That is true. It's getting better. So maybe maybe next you know, next season, you know, for the comedic duo, they'll have like a whole background. So who knows? We can evolve the comedic duo, yes. Let's evolve them. I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, there are some things, right, that we do on this show. And one of the things that we do on the show is I just, you know, give you some names, you know, just a name or two. And you can, uh, just the first thing that pops to your head when we mention that name. Scared. So, <laughs> are you ready? This is where the swearing comes in. I know. Right? Just bleep it out if you can. Uh, yes. Okay. Just hit me with it. Hit me okay. With it. First name up, Jazz. Jazz. Oh my God. Uh, this is gonna make. This might make no sense to you, but funny uncle. <laughs> oh no! Now you gotta elaborate. Now you gotta elaborate. Okay. So, in our whole cast, everyone's like a family, right? Um. We have the mom and the dad, so I think I was the mom. Uh, Colby was a dad. Uh, Jazz was a funny uncle. Abraham and Jackie were the kids. You know, Rory was, like, the cool, responsible uh, uncle, kind of like Gandhi, you know. Um, and okay. then you know, Liana was, like, the like the, the good child. So I'd say Jazz is 
the funny uncle for sure. The fun uncle. How about that? Okay. I love it. Okay. All right. So like, how are you, how are you like the mom figure? I, I think it's because Kobe and I were the oldest of the cast. So mm. I think naturally we just were kind of like, oh, you know, um, because I mean, everyone like, I mean, Jackie and Abraham were, I think, 18 at the time when they booked it. Oh, so okay. I can't even imagine like, you know, and, and I had already gone through college and lived in on my own in different places. And so I, I couldn't even imagine how hard it must have been for them to literally be on their own for the first time in a whole nother country. You know, so I think Colby and I just kind of did everything that we could to make them feel comfortable and kind of like, you know, have someone to lean on. And, uh, I I cooked a lot for Liana and Abraham every night after work. I would just come home and cook for everybody. Um, so I was definitely, definitely the mother figure for sure. Okay. All right. So like you like are going through, you're going through all the people and answering all the questions ahead of time. Okay. You are so efficient. <laughs> okay. I'll give you another name. I'll give you another name. Okay. Yeah. How do you say, how do you say Commander Shaw's name? Oh, Tawila. Tawila. Okay. Tawila. I would yes. say her name wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Tawila. when I okay. when I mention her, what comes to mind? Class act. Just she. I mean, I call her Mama T. You know, every time I had something going on, I would go to her. Um, she really. I don't know how to say it. She really helped all of us, you know, and looked after all of us and just such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful actor and so professional. And just, I feel like she's just the Beyonce of acting in New Zealand. <laughs> really? Wow. She's amazing. Wow. She's amazing. I love her. Oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Best. I don't know when I have like in-person interviews in the future. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, seriously, just <laughs> oh god. This is good prep. This is good prep. Um, so, um, I guess we could. I mean, the next people. I mean, could go down the line of the other uh, uh, parents, right? You have um Kevin Copeland and Sia. <laughs> last name. Uh, I'm not gonna try and say, but yes, the other parents. <laughs> So Kevin, I would say, what comes to mind? Gentle giant. Gentle giant. Because he's tall. Like, he's, like, tall, tall. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's he just, looks like he's tall. Yeah, he's really tall. But also compared to me, I'm, like, breaking my neck, you know, looking up to him. <laughs> um, but he's, oh, God, he's just so always been gentle, always been kind, um, professional, really he does have a really fun goofy side to him which we didn't realize until like the second half of the film we're like oh my god like kevin can party you know so um he's great he's really great he always he always made it fun on set for sure okay and lastly right since you went through like the whole entire cast uh, the ranges and them the whole of them and you were just so efficient all right i'm this is the last thing right if you were to in the in the in the theme of your wonderful tongue, if you were to marry F. Kill, okay? Oh my God! Stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> oh my God! Wait, hold on. In the cast. In the cast, yes. 
And I'm giving and I'm 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 not even gonna give you three names. You you get to choose. Mary F. Q. I usually would say I'm not gonna do this, but they already know who I'd pick anyways, you know. Um I would I would say Mary A B because he's just my best friend and we live together and I know what to expect, you know, and um we just get along and we love cooking together and on the, we're on the same page. Uh F can I even say that on this? Like Yeah, you can. We're adults. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> I don't know, Liana's really hot. It, it either be hey! Liana or Liana or Colby, mm. definitely either of them, for sure. And then kill, I'd kill Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jazz. Don't get me wrong, I love him. But it's so fun because every time we've like come together as a cast and played games and stuff, like, oh, like if someone in the cast had a big scandal, who would it be? And everyone in the cast is like, oh, Jazz, you know, just Jazz. <laughs> so I would say just kill Jazz. I, I love him though. I love him. He's, he's actually a really funny guy. So. Oh my gosh! Well, um, well, that 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 just brought a joy to my heart. I love it. I love I'm it. So See, glad. love it. Um, because I mean, it's you normally, it's so nice to know that the cast in general, you know, got along, you know, worked together really well, and that sort of thing, and and. And it's especially with Beast Morphers being one of the better seasons of Power Rangers. I mean, it's it's just good to hear. It's good to hear that, like, you liked each other. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't think, know. I think it helps, you know, having chemistry offset. It definitely shows on the screen, for sure. You know, um, I mean, we were a family and every family has their problems. But at the end of the day, it always got worked out because nothing's going to be peaceful 100 percent of the time. You know, I mean, we're eight strangers getting together like we're we were learning about each other, learning like people's likes and dislikes and stuff. But by the end of, you know, the first season, we were a tight family and like we all of the problems that we have were basically gone. So that's wonderful. I was gonna say, wasn't there wasn't there a scene where like Liana like had captured you and she's just sitting there playing with your hair for no reason? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she does that. She does that uh, not on uh, screen, anyways. So I'm sure it just came out like because when we're together and we're just chilling at home watching TV, she just touches my hair. So I'm sure it just naturally just came out when we're filming. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh gosh. So, uh, in terms of when everything wrapped and everything, you know, like you guys already knew that, you know, how long you were going to be there. Would you like to go back, uh, to Power Rangers at some point? And if so, would you like to go back as Betty or a new character? Mm. Here's the thing. I've gotten asked this so many times and the thing is, I with Betty, I loved playing her, but I know that I can definitely play other characters, and I want to show the world the other sides of me. You know, like, Betty was super sweet, super fun, badass at times, you know, but I know that there are so many characters. I would love to play, like, a dark character, um, like, a, like a villain that everyone kind of roots for, you know, um, and I... If they wanted me back for that, then maybe. But I don't know. I just feel like I there's a lot more to my career um, to keep going, and and you know, and I'm so grateful that Power Rangers was like the stump, the the start of it. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It would have to definitely depend. I feel like, I don't know. It's just so hard to say goodbye to Betty, but I definitely know that, that there are other characters out there for me, for me to explore and to share with the world. Well, and I appreciate that you, you know, you just want to keep your options open, but you know, like at some point, you know, they, they'll, they'll be like, so, Hey, uh, would you, uh, like to fly back to New Zealand, uh, make it real nice for you. <laughs> Cause like it, oh, it no. at some point it'll happen, you know, like every, you know, everybody gets the call at some point, but you know, we have to ask cause you know, cause you know, this is what of we do. Course, we're, we're, on, we're on, we're on Power Rangers podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely want to surprise people though. Cause I mean, now at this point, people have only seen one side of me. It's like the goofy, ah, bang, blah, right. you know, like that kind of character. And, and I want to surprise people and have them be like, Oh my God, like, she can act, you know? Right, right. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. If, if that day comes, I'll have to think about it. So, like, what are you up to now currently? Well, now I actually just got a new manager right before the pandemic happened. Uh, and I'm really excited because he's amazing um, and was getting me into really amazing rooms right before it all started. Um, and then obviously it happened. And so for a while we were like, okay, like no one's getting any auditions, no one's doing anything. Um, so I was just trying to keep busy painting, drawing, singing, dancing, playing piano. I used to play piano. So I was like kind of bringing that back up again. Um, and just trying my best to take care of myself mentally. Cause right now, like, Oof, like I said, like, I don't think anyone is doing okay. You know, like I'm, I, it's, I have my bad days, you know, and, um, it's just really, really just taking care of ourselves emotionally, mentally is I think the most important thing that we can do during this time. Um, but I know that my manager, I just talked to him yesterday, actually, and he said that things are slowly starting to open back up. Um, so our hope is that that ball keeps rolling because I know that sometimes when things open back up and then the cases rise again and then we have to close down again. Yeah. So let's just hope that that doesn't happen and the ball keeps rolling and um, then I'll hopefully be able to share some good news in the next coming month or in the next year. Yeah, I mean, like, at the time of this recording, like, there is a full-blown MTV VMAs happening I know. right now. I know. Right. And I'm like, what? I mean, the spectacle, I mean, like, yes, there's a lot of green screens. There's a lot of green screen going on, and there's a lot of pre-recordings going on. But, like, the spectacle of putting these things all together, like, Hollywood's like, listen, uh, we kind of need to make our money, so they're like... They're like they they figure they I guess these de- depending on the productions that they're, they're trying to figure out a way to be they're safe and you know thinking outside the box in terms of 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 having of bringing these productions back. So yeah, we gotta we. I mean, it's just one day at a time. I know that school is coming back, so I feel like that could be a thing too as well. So we just have to you know, be patient. And I know sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, like I wish I was auditioning again. I wish I was on set again. Like I missed it, blah, blah. But I know that whatever happens, it's for the best because ultimately everyone's health and safety is the number one priority. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, don't, please don't get me started on school and COVID. Don't don't get me started. So we're just going to veer off that topic. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, the other thing, cause like you mentioned that, like, you know, you like you do your dancing and things. I, 
Yes. I think what really drew me to you was you on social media. I saw you on the TikToks, you know, and. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you're gonna say, but like I just feel so touched right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and I it was it was right around when George Floyd was killed, right? And there were various different um, Ranger uh, alums, uh, current folks that who were, you know, speaking out and speaking up and that sort of thing. And, and I came across your TikTok and I was just like, this five foot nothing something is out there like big and bold and saying, I'm going to say what I got to say. And what, like, I was so moved. So I'm glad moved. You took it that way. Some people probably got mad, you know, hearing it. I don't even know what video you're talking about. Um, which one are you talking about? I'm trying to think. There's like, so many. There were so many. There was just like one. It was just like I'm gonna say what I have to say, and you know, I I, I need to say what you know, and this is what it is. like. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. This is me. This is me. Black me paraphrasing for you. Vietnamese you. Yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but. I was so moved because they, because especially in your case where, like, I mean, you know, you were still under contract and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're still getting right. Uh, so, so what moved you to get on your social media and speak out? I mean, here's the thing. When I was even in New Zealand, um, and a lot of crap was going down <laughs> uh it I, we had to be really careful because obviously under contract and stuff and i actually um chip actually called me to his office at one point he was like hey you're not in trouble it's just uh you know hasbro called and you can't really swear on social media and i was like ah crap okay like i was like i'm sorry about that it just came out um so for a while like i was trying to be careful about it um but then it just gets to a point where it's like it's just about, I don't even, it's not even a debate. Like I, when I, when I, when these things are happening and people are posting like bikini photos, I'm like, how, like, how do you, how can you do that right now? Like, I just, you know, like, how do you, how can you go about your day normally knowing that people are literally getting killed and nothing yeah things have changed, but it's just in a different way. Like mm -hmm. there's still a lot, of, like if you watch 13, like it's, they've just created a new system to keep slavery going. You know what I mean? Like, how can you go about your day and not care? Um, and, you know, I, I, I was like, I mean, I got to do the best I can to just inform people and whoever is meant to listen will listen. Cause I've learned the hard way that not everyone is going to learn and listen right now. And it just means that they're just not open to it. It's just not their time. You can't force them to be open to it. Um, and you just, you can't even argue because then they just, you just go in a circle and they're just energy vampires. But right. it's, it's just hard seeing. And um, that's kind of why I stopped posting on TikTok because I was just like, it was just hard for me to pretend that everything was okay when clearly, clearly things are so far from okay. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And I just, I don't want to like, you know, judge, but I just didn't understand people who just, you know, like post and, and just act like the world is so amazing and great when clearly we're falling apart because the system has been built on crappy foundations. Yes. <laughs> and 
that's why it's falling apart. Um, and I just, I mean, I still have a lot of learning to do. You know, I used to say ignorant crap, like, I don't see color. And I didn't know that that was a bad thing until I started educating myself and be like, okay, that's actually a bad thing because when you say you don't see color, it actually comes from a place of privilege because you never had to deal with anything like that, right. you know? Um, so I guess that's why I've been posting and, and you know, and, and people are starting to just kind of move on with their lives. And it's kind of like, I guess you, I guess, yes, you should have a balance, you know, of educating yourself and living your life. But I mean, the protests are still happening. Police brutality is still happening. It's not over, you know. Um, and especially yeah, when, just, and especially when recently yet another uh, Jacob Blake uh, yeah. uh, happened. Yeah, where yeah. it's like it's it's blatant. Like it's not like oh well, I wonder what would happen to you. Like no, it's actually blatant. And and now people have to go out again, yet again, and protest again, and then having to die while protesting. I mean, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah, it's it's it's. I just for me, I can't, I can't just move on and act like nothing's happening. So. Um, and I know a lot of people are doing that, but I, I am trying to not judge my friends who are just kind of not talking about it, you know? Um, and I've tried to, t like, here's the thing, like, I've, I've gotten in some arguments with some of my friends and it's just like, I can't be posting this on social media and then not bring it up in my personal relationships because I think that's where the real work is mm -hmm. and that's where the most uncomfortable work is. Um, and I remember one of my friends being like, well, it's just with you. It's hard to talk to you because things get so political. And I'm just like, but it's for me, I don't even think about it as politics. I just think about it as like, Hey, like people are dying and you should care, <laughs> you know, like it, it's just, it's just really hard and it's a long road and it's been a long road. Um, and I think that's why I haven't stopped and that's why we should all keep going. And, and um, as, as I, as I am going and, um, educating myself more and more, I am finding more and more people, um, that are more like-minded and I, and it is sad to lose some friends, but it's good to see it now and be like, Oh, it's just, it's just honestly crazy how um, you didn't realize that you had some low-key racist friends until this all happened. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's, I was like, wait, what? Like, they were racist this whole time? I didn't even know? Yeah, they just only no. liked you. They didn't like y your your people. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I can't even, like, I can't even recall how many times people are like, oh, I don't really like Asians, but I like you. I'm like, what? Like I just, yeah. Um, or they just think that that you're you know you're Chinese. Just, I know I can't even. Because yeah, there's no other type of Asian. There's no other type it, of Asian. Yeah. And I'm just like, and here's the thing. Yes, that that crap sucks. Going through that sucks. But like I said, I've never been scared of the police, and I understand that that comes with my privilege. And I'm not gonna sit here and act like. That's not true, you know? Right. Um, I think people just naturally get defensive uh, when you do call it out and, and it means that they have to do their work and people don't want to do work. They don't want to sit there and think about, you know, um, all the bad stuff that's happening in the world and how they're contributing to it because um, it just takes a lot of energy and I don't 
I just feel like those people just aren't ready for it yet. So I hope with my posts that like one day, maybe it'll just light something in somebody and, and make some sort of change, even if it's just one person. And I appreciate it. I honestly do, because Mm -hmm. I think there has to be more people who are willing to have these conversations in their own circles because mm-hmm. you, once you th- like you may think that your 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 moral standards are on the same on the same wavelength and then you start really talking it's like these things happen and then you're like oh this person is not talking they're not talking and I'm having mm-hmm. the talking what's going on mm-hmm. friend of mine because you know they're yeah. afraid to they're they're afraid that the change that that they're seeing is not being aligned with what they think and they're afraid that they're going to be called out on it nobody wants to be really called out so no i i told one of my friends and ever since i told her this we haven't talked and i'm not surprised (laughs) um hey girl just so you know um you posting the black square and then not saying anything after that uh, it doesn't look good, you know? Um, it just, it's just kind of, you're just kind of going with the trend when this whole thing isn't even, it's not a trend, you know? And it's all about making yourself look good because you don't want to look bad. And it's not, it shouldn't even be about you. It's not about you, you know? And when people call you out, of course you want to get defensive, but at the end of the day, you have to realize that it's not about you. You have to just say, thank you so much for correcting me. How can I do better? And that's it. But do you I think it's really Do hard. you remember the, the, there was like, I think there was a couple of women. One who was like outside of a boarded up T-Mobile or something. And, oh. and was like taking selfies as if like. Yes. Like, and then there's like another one is like asking another person, like, can you take a picture of me? Like, as if I'm helping to board up this store. I'm like, girl, bye. I know. Oh my I gosh. know. I know it's just I don't even know what to say about that I feel like I don't know what it is I think people are just they have a really hard time empathizing with others and I don't know if it's because of uh the phones or just generation or I have no idea what it is but it's just like just hey girl like sit down for one second just think use your brain is this a good idea? <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing this for? If it's for yourself to make yourself look good, then already you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you know? Um, and I remember talking to one of my other friends and she was just like, oh, it's just so overwhelming, you know, like all these posts on social media. And it's just, it's just a lot to look at. It's a lot, you know, it's just, it's a little just too much sometimes. And she was like, and, and, and just hearing you talk about it, it's just, it's just a lot sometimes. And I was like, look, if this is a lot for you, can you imagine how black people feel? <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah. Thank you. Like, you don't get to take like, a break. If you, if, if you, you get to put the phone down, girl, like you get to close the app, put the phone down, walk away. They don't get to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just be an adult, be better and know that this is not all about you, you know? And after I told her that she was okay, well, it's just really hard for me right now. I'm like, look again, not about you. Um, but it just, 
like I said, it's just I'm just learning that for some people, it's just not meant to be right now. But and I'm but I'm hoping that it it does change. So and listen, she's not wrong. It can be overwhelming. You can yes. feel like you don't know what to do, and it is a lot. And if you've never had to experience it, it's like, oh my gosh, the culture shock of never having to experience these things. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also, if she had said, it's a lot, and then now you're talking about it, and everything's a lot, it is so much, okay, but what can I do? Like, that's sick. That's it. Like, there's, yeah. you just pivot. You gotta learn how to pivot. Yeah. So, and, and like I, and like, like I said, it is a lot. That's why, you know, after a few hours, I'm like, okay, I have to put the phone down because if I don't, I'm going to keep yelling at these trolls who clearly cannot hear right. me right now, Right. you know? So I just got to walk away. And, you know, and I, and I actually, because I was like um, so invested and it was just taking a lot of mental, emotional energy, I like, you know, like got sick and so I had to like be off of socials for like a week or two and I tested and it was negative for COVID, thank God. So I think it was just like my body being like, hey, you know, um, just take a step back. It's a marathon. Don't burn out right now because right. we got a long way to go, you know, um, and just every day, a little something every day, you know, um, but it's just, I've always seen it, but not to this extent. And I mm. can't even imagine if this is a lot for me or other people. I just can't imagine how, how it's been for the past 400 years you know so <laughs> give or take it, give or take you know um mm-hmm. you know it, you know it's been a lot just, yeah so yeah. but like listen so. i i honestly do appreciate you know i do appreciate what you have done and no one can ever say i don't think anybody uh, uh my people could ever say like oh <laughs> that that one that christina she don't know she she ain't about it <laughs> I you, mean, you can kind you, of tell when someone's like not about it. You know what I mean? Like, right. you just and and one of my you know friends who I haven't talked to since this as well, which just doesn't you know surprise me. She's like, it's just like, like I can tell that they don't like me, and I'm like, why do you what? think they don't like you? What? Why do you think they don't like you? Because clearly you're not on their side. You know, like it's you're not. You're, appreciate you i i do appreciate you coming on the show is there anything that you're able to promote at the moment if anybody needs to follow you anywhere if anybody needs to like buy a thing from you like anything that you want to promote at the moment i mean no just please go to my instagram you know um there's a link in my bio in my bio right now it's uh justice for elijah mccain i just there's just so many cases out there right now but right now elijah mcclain's case has just really got me in the heart um so just please click on the link and and donate educate call email 
anything you can do uh or brianna you know there's just if you just go to my profile and click through any of like the um my highlights you'll see many ways that you can help um that's just what's important right now and uh that's all i got to promote i thank you christina you have been a pleasure to have on thank you for having me i love you guys you guys are amazing and i hope that we can talk again in the future oh my gosh i will take Mm -hmm. you up on that Uh Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) okay